Thank you so much for tuning in to our church podcast. You can go to atarapentecost.com for questions about services and how to donate. We pray that you are blessed by this message today. God bless. And it came to pass when all the people were clean passed over Jordan that the Lord spake unto Joshua, saying, Take you twelve men out of the people, out of every tribe a man, and command ye them, saying, Take you hence out of the midst of Jordan, out of the place where the priest's feet stood firm, twelve stones, and you shall carry them over with you and leave them in the lodging place, where you shall lodge this night. Then Joshua called the twelve men whom he had prepared to the children of Israel out of every tribe a man. And Joshua said unto them, Pass over before the ark of the Lord your God into the midst of Jordan. Take, take ye up every man of you a stone upon his shoulder according unto the number of the tribes of the children of Israel. That this may be a sign among you that when your children ask their fathers in time to come, saying, What mean ye by these stones? Then you shall answer them that the waters of Jordan were cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord when it passed over Jordan. The waters of Jordan were cut off, and these stones shall be for a memorial unto the children of Israel forever forever amen like to talk to you on this uh, this thought tonight what do these rocks mean to you what do these we're going to kind of change course a little bit as we get going but brother cliff if you would show uh, a couple of photos here this gentleman's name is corky Corky owns that bench. He owns that bench. And uh, his name is on it. It was dedicated to him on his 90th birthday. That is uh, number 17 at Columbia Point Golf Course. Corky is 93. Corky has eight... Eight, Brother Kelly, eight hole-in-ones. Five of them on that particular course, three of them on this hole. His last hole-in-one came last year at the age of 92. Now, if you would, now, I, this is... Now, I'm just throwing this out there. We have some youngsters, and we have some older youngsters. How many older youngsters, every once in a while, you feel like that, man, I'm like, I'm done. Anybody ever feel that way? Brother Ali, you're, are you over 40? This is just to inspire you, okay? Now, 
I don't know too much what Corky's relationship with God is, all right? But I am convinced, as long as there is breath in you, as long as the Holy Ghost is still in you. How many of you still have the Holy Ghost? How many of you still feel the Holy Ghost? Does it still burn? Do you still pray? Is there anything impossible with God? Who is to say that 80, 81, 82, 83, 84, 85, 86, 87, how do you know that your prayer, whole in one, is yet to come at whatever age? Who says that you cannot Pray a prayer of faith, no matter what age you are. Brother Cooper, I believe that at 13. I believe you wearing that umpire suit last night, calling your first game. He was umping his first game. You could pray right there. Okay? Because it doesn't really matter how, you know, your body necessarily feels, okay? Depends on what your faith feels like. Now, if you would go to, in fact, I probably look older than he does. There's, a, there's another photo that shows a little bit better there. Now, see that rock? What does that rock mean to you? Nothing. But to Corky, there's a story behind that rock. They put that rock there as a safeguard to that very momentous event that occurred there on Corky's behalf because before the rock was there, some, pardon, some idiot, okay, was driving a golf, golf cart way too fast and he ran right into Corky's bench and destroyed it. So they had to put it back up and that rock prevents any golf court from cart from running into it. Had to throw that out there. Cliff knows Corky. I don't know if there's another photo or not, but that's all we really need to go. And um, Joshua read to you, new generation, new generation. There was a few leftovers. How many, how old were they when in, in the wilderness God set a, an age limit? What was that age limit? Everybody remember? 20. So now, this is 40 years later. Bible says it's a new generation. For the most part, you know, there was a few, but not too many. They tell, they, it records in the book of Numbers, I think it ends, that there was a lot of people that died in the wilderness, but coming over Jordan, there's still, there's 601,170, I think it was. So they haven't lost anybody. Maybe they even gained a thousand or so. But for the most part, the generation that was fixing to go into the promised land, the Jordan was in front of them. It was overflowing its banks. It was flood stage. And they had never witnessed really the, 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 a miracle 
like their ancestors had when they came out of Egypt. Now, seeing God back up water, that's a pretty momentous event, right? Pretty, I mean, to get 600,000 men, it describes as men, so probably 2 million people, that's a lot of people crossing a river. And so here it was. God told Joshua, he says, all right, they, they had the ark. He says, now, tomorrow, he says, give the people three days' notice. They need to prepare themselves because they're going to a place they ain't never been before. You ever wake up in the morning, feel like you're in a place you ain't never been before? Can you imagine if Uncle Abe or Uncle George Washington was to awaken to today's world? They would not think that they were on planet Earth, guaranteed. They would think that they had been invaded. But anyway, he said, Joshua, these people, have nev- they have never been here before. It says, so put the ark out there. Priests are carrying it. it says, when, tell them to dip their feet in the water. The people got to be 2,000 cubits behind them. Okay? Move them back a little bit. We know the story. Priests have the ark. They touch the water with their feet. God's Bible says that God back, rolled back the waters to a little place called, what is it, Eden or Adam? Adam, a little town called Adam or something. And those people walked over on dry ground. Now, you can, you can read it and get different uh, ideas about how long it took for them to walk over there. But the priest stayed there until... It was done, and then God said, Now, Joshua, this is very important. This is very important because you are entering the promised land. You are going to the place that I told your mom and dad that I was going to take them to, but because of the rebellion, they never got there. But you're going to go there. He says, And It is so special that when you get across, I want you to pick a guy out of every tribe, pick up a big rock, put it on their shoulder, take it to the uh, other side of the bank, drop it on the ground, and there build a memorial as to what God did for you today. You ever ever build a memorial? Anybody? Anybody? Sure, you, you, maybe I, on my river walk, I've got a couple of rocks that I put in place on a couple of different days in my life where I prayed and I just felt like God did something stup- superior for me. So I put a little rock thing there. No big deal. I don't, you know, I don't worship it or anything, but it's a reminder to me. I believe that God wants us to remember even, listen, those those very, very spectacular times, but even just sometimes those little things will make a difference. He says, Joshua, it's not just for you, okay? But when your kids walk by this pile of rocks in the future, they're going to say, hey, 
Dad, what's these, what are these rocks here for? And you're going to have an answer for them. You're going to say, God did something so spectacular in my life that I set this rock here for you to remember so I could be a witness to what God has done. Now, I mean, I'm going to digress just a little bit, okay? What does that book mean to you? What does that book mean to you? What does it mean? This one here? That's my first one. That's the one I first got when I got in the church. You know what that means to me? It's the Word of God. I believe it wholeheartedly. But you know what it means to me? It was the beginning of the transformation that God began to work in my life. You think that I would give that thing away? Not a chance. And I show it in my, it is on my shelf in my office. It is there. What is that old rag? That, that is the beginning, the, the day God began to work the miraculous in my life. And I am not ashamed to tell you that that book is the probably the most prized possession that I have right there. The first one. You know what? The second one. And I showed you, man, this one. I graduated five years ago, Thompson Chain, back in the day. Back in the day, this one covers ripped off. But this, God was working, he was working in my life. This was 1978, so this was like four years after I gave my heart to God. And God opened the door, Brother Jack, for me to change jobs. He was, I mean, he had opened the door. And so I did change jobs, and then I worked there for a while. Well, actually, worked there for four years, and God opened the door for another job. He opened the door. And when I left, I had no clue, no clue, right? When I left, this is what, Brother Steve? This is the employees of Pepin Chrysler Plymouth that gave me as a going-away gift. You know, at the time, how precious that was to me? Because you know why? Because God had not only started working in my life, okay? He was allowing me to be a witness to those around me. And when they gave me this as a going away gift, it meant more to me than if they would have given me a $1,000. Amen? What does that, what does that Bible mean to you? What does and I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this out there just because, right? <sighs> and I I love high tech, whatever y'all do, but you know what? I Kathleen can correct me if I'm wrong. I will never 
come to church without my Bible. I'm talking about the, the printed version. Okay? Now, I'm not against the, you know, your phones and stuff. There's something to me. There is just something to me. I'm old school. Okay? There's something to me about having that Bible in my hand when I walk into the house of God. I don't, it completes me. Now, I'm not saying that's for everybody. You understand? I know you can bring it up on your phone. But there's just something about it that, for me, it's, that's where it belongs. I, you know, I can't go to the house of God without this book. And if I forget it, I get several in my office. No. It's in my backpack. All right, now, how many of you know we're, we're living in a, in a real, poof, we're, we're living in a crazy time, aren't we? Now, now I want to go to really what I want to talk to you about tonight. That is, there is a move on, there, there is an evil spirit in the world predominant in America that is trying to move everything that is good to give it the appearance of evil and to move everything evil right to the forefront and teach your children that it's good. And I want to take a very powerful symbol this from God. Genesis 9-11. And I will establish my covenant with you, Noah. Neither shall all flesh be cut off by water of a flood. This is the visible symbol, memorial, the Amplified Bible says, which I am making between me and you for all future generations. All future. Noah, I'm going to set my bow in the sky, in the clouds. It shall be a sign of the covenant between me and the earth. When I bring clouds over the earth, that the rainbow shall be seen in the clouds, and I will remember the covenant that I am making with you, the promise that I am making to those that had made it through the storm. Those that were believers. Those that were saved. See, it wasn't for the unbelievers because they, they were gone. They were gone. He says, I'm going to set my bow in the sky because there is going to come a generation after you because Shem, we know, okay, he lived, he was a hundred years when he had a kid after the flood and then he lived for another 500 years. So we know he lived 600 years, okay, somewhere in there. He says, because the, there is going to come now, there's going to come storms in the process of life. 
the storm's going to come now because sin has entered the world. Okay? And I like to tell people, God had sin contained, whether you accept that precept or not, that idea or not. God had sin under control. He had it in a can. Okay? He had it under wraps. It was contained. It was man that opened the box. God had it contained. The mystery of it all, I don't have all the answers. But he said, Noah, he says, your kids are going to come after you and those clouds are going to come. There are storms that are going to come. And they are going to hear by the campfire through the hundreds of years how that my mother and my father, my great-granddaddy Noah and his wife and my uncles and so on, you are going to tell them by the campfire where you're roasting hot dogs and marshmallows, you're going to tell them about the storm that you rode through and you made it to the end and God saved me and my family. Because they're going to see those clouds coming and they're going to, they're going to back up and they're going to say, whoa, 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 whoa was God mad again? I say, but that boa, incidentally, okay, there, there are some that say that that when, the, when Genesis talks about the bow, okay, it's the same word that they use for weapon. Okay? God turned his weapon into a rainbow, if you will. He used, his, he used the bow when he destroyed, but then he set it up in the sky. But he said, your kids are, you need to, your children need to remember that yes, God will judge sin. But you tell them, as long as they serve him, as long as they find grace like we did, that when that storm comes, you tell them to look up and you tell them that is the universal sign established by God that he is with his people. That's the promise. A universal, it's God's universal sign. What does a rainbow mean to you? What does a rainbow mean to you? What does a rainbow mean to today's generation? I would be very, very fearful of taking a universal sign established by God and turning it into a flag and an emblem of perversion.
know we got some young people here, okay? They, you know, whoo. I believe that there's two dimensions of the church. There is contending for the faith, and then there is compelling, okay? You can... James says you bet you got to contend for this thing. That means you got to be willing. You got to be willing to die with the book on your chest. Are you with me? The problem is though, I've said it before. You can contend all you want. But if the book goes with you to the grave and you haven't compelled it, those to come in from the hedges, the highways and the byways, the message dies with you. You have to contend and compel. But as a preacher today, especially after this garbage going on yesterday, I feel like they are compelling me to contend. And I'm going to stay cool, calm, and collective, okay? But... What do these rocks mean to you? What does this book mean? What does, Brother Block, what does that rainbow, when your grandkids say, Papa, what is that rainbow up in the sky for? Well, there is a twofold meaning, okay? There is one for the unbeliever, and there's one for the believer. I need an amen out there. There's one for the believer, and there's one. It means one thing for the believer, and it means another thing for the unbeliever. The unbeliever, they make belief, they make their own reality, if you will. But you notice that God put it in place as a universal global sign. There is no place on planet Earth that you will go to when there's a storm that there's not a rainbow usually at the, at the end of that storm. It's universal. Can I tell you that? And I don't have a lot of time here. This was just on my heart. I had to, I just felt like, I, can I tell you that they have made, they have made the gay pride rainbow sign flag that you, do you know that it has gone global it is a universal sign. Can I, would you believe me if I told you that during the Trump administration that he wrote into uh, an order saying they could not fly the gay flag underneath the United States flag on their embassies because there were some that were trying to do it? Can I tell you that today that Uncle Joe, he overturned that ruling and can I tell you that you can, Google, you can Google certain U.S. embassies and the gay pride flag flies right under the most sacred flag that has ever been designed? Oh, we are in trouble. You can Google. They have books in place down in the grade schools. 
You can go to Lucky Charms and Tricks and Legos and Mickey Mouse hats. They all have succumbed to the rainbow. I would be a little, I would be a little, little bit, oh, I would be a little bit scared. They are, they have completely reversed that rainbow. And I'm not going to bring up, you can, you, they can deny Sodom and Gomorrah all they want. They can deny, they can pretend like, They'll teach you in school that that's just a figment of your right-wing extreme Christian grandpa preacher. It's in his just his imagination according to the rock book. But ultimately, it's reality. It is reality. And can I tell you that it's almost like they're trying to make the human race go extinct by the two most perverted sins that has ever been designed by man. Abortion and homosexuality. It's almost like they're wanting to go, because if you, listen, every sinner can come through this door. They can, I don't care who they, you, gay friends, bring them on. We're going to kill them with kindness. Won't kill them. We'll just be kind to them. <laughs> but they will not. They will not promote that lifestyle to my grandkids. Here's the key. In the, they, they, how, why do you have to be so smart to figure this out? If you set them all aside, they will become extinct in one generation. See, it's an evil, because here, here's my take on this, son. An abortion, okay? That what, they want the human race to become extinct? And here's a very sad question I put out there. I, I wish I could have a, uh, a seat at the table of the Democrats that promote this. Here's what I would ask them. Do you have a favorite pet? Do you love your pet? Would you allow me, if your favorite pet became pregnant, would you allow me to reach inside of it and rip its head off? You know what they would say? They would, they would turn me in, shoot me, and throw me in jail. I, come on. Am I telling you the truth? But they, they devalue humanity. They value animal life more than humanity. You know why? Because the adversary does not want a newborn to come into the gospel message and be able to give the glory to their creator God. 
What does that who? What do those rocks mean to you? What does that rainbow mean to you? Sometimes, I love, I'm going to, sometimes the rainbow doesn't appear until after the storm. Sometimes you got to go through it. But God's with us. That promise is, that promise is going to appear. It's going to come. It's happening. There's a rain. You go through the storm. You trust in the God of the rainbow. And he's going to show you. There's three times in the Bible the rainbow is used. Three that I found. One is Ezekiel. Chapter number one. Ezekiel by the river Chebar. He is in captivity along with the rest of them in Babylon. God gives him a vision. The Bible says that he sees a whirlwind coming out of the north. He sees a storm coming, and this booger is big. He sees a storm coming from the north. And then he gets his vision of moving parts and everything. But, and then at the end of it, God shows him. He shows him a vision of a man clothed in glory and radiant light, and there's a rainbow about him. Those who were saying, Ezekiel, you let those people know that rainbow is still in existence. I'm still on the throne. There may come a storm. You, there may be a, a storm coming, but God is going to take you through that storm. Sometimes you will see a rainbow before the storm. God will let you know that one's coming. But when you see that rainbow, the rainbow is God clothed in all of his glory, letting us know that I am in control of this situation. I set nations up, and I will pull them down. Paris is burning tonight. Israel is burning tonight. That's what the enemy wants, is to get people in such disunity that there's civil unrest all over the world. Because when we are divided, we will fall. America should be able to learn from their history. Civil War. We should learn. We should know that unity is one of the strongest things you can have as a people. Church, unity is so essential. Unity among us. Like the appearance of a rainbow and a cloud on a rainy day, so was the appearance of the brightness all around it. This was the appearance of the likeness of the glory of the Lord. What does that rainbow mean? It means that I know that rainbow, you got to look up to see that rainbow. Every time I look up there, I'm reminded 
Yeah, there's a storm coming to the unbeliever. We may catch part of it. Who knows? But I know in the end that the one that sits on the throne, he wears that thing around him like a mantle, like a robe. And we are absolutely connected with that promise that I will take you through that storm. When you walk through the fire, I'll be there. When you go through the flood, I'm going to be there. And they have turned it around. Turned it around. How sad. Something so special. Something so magnificent. Something so universal. The last one I want to leave with you is, and incidentally, but you know what the month of June is? It's a whole month they've set aside for, for Gay Pride Month. Every city in the nation Every major city in the nation, every major city in the world, except maybe Saudi Arabia and Iran. <laughs> I don't think they fly that flag. <laughs> they have dedicated entire days and week and festivities. During that month, you watch. All the corporations will come out with logos supporting their agenda. Hello, church. Here's uh, Revelation 4.1. After the letter to the churches, John looked, the Bible says John looked, and behold, a door was opened in heaven. The voice says, come up here. And I will show you things that are going to happen. He says, and immediately I was in the spirit. Behold, a throne was set in heaven. One set on the throne. Guess what was around that throne? Guess what was around that throne? Rainbow. From beginning to end. God has never left this out of a sure and an absolute eternal promise. From the beginning to the very end. Here's what I want to close with, all right? There, guess what is at the end of the rainbow? Guess who is at the end of the rainbow? John saw him. You know who's at the end of the rainbow? It's the Lord God Almighty Jesus Christ. From beginning to the end. When I, when I see a rainbow in the sky, at the end of that rainbow is the most richest thing to the believer it is the Lord God himself. He is at the end of that rainbow. But to the unbeliever, 
Well, they can read the rest of it. My pot of gold. Yeah. There, there's, a, there's just not a pot of gold. There's a, a city of gold. But at the end of the rainbow, you know what I want? If I had more kids, right? Boy, I could really tell them a lot more today, Brother Jack. I'd be saying, yeah. You know who? You know what's the end of that rainbow? The Lord God Himself. He is at the end of that rainbow. He is the rainbow. As you stand tonight. Don't do not. Do not. What do these what does that book mean to you? What does it mean? <laughs> Hit me. The, the beginning of a brand new life for me. That's what it means. What is that rainbow? Sister Courtney, I can't wait till you become a mama. Is it going to be? Who knows? Of course, I won't tell. I won't say how big Autumn was when she was born. How much? Was she? But oh my goodness. And here, here's the thing. Is that terrible, 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 terrible thing that happened yesterday? They blame that. They are trying to blame that on you and I. No. You know who they're trying to blame it on? They're trying to blame it on this rock. They're trying to turn it around and saying, well, it's because that great state of Tennessee recently passed some laws to protect their generation from all this garbage going around. You know how I feel? I do feel, listen, the system is perfectly designed to produce the system that it works, the system that you have in place, the system that that young lady, young man, I'm not sure, Audrey, then she changed her name, whatever, okay? There was a system in her environment that was broke down, completely shattered, broke. That's where dads, moms, Grandpas and pop, that's where we come into. Listen, the, the, I, our prayer is that you will never have to taste the sin and the scars of life that I still have inside my heart and my brain. I hope you don't, but I will tell you don't let them kid you. Don't let them try to paint a face reality on what's going on in the world. The world is in dire straits. The church is the answer only because of our relationship with the God of the church. He is my rock. What does that rock mean to you? It means that Jesus Christ, he is that rock, and he is building his church. 
and they can try to paint some kind of a perverted picture and they're, they're trying their best. Ooh, oh, it's beyond comprehension. It's beyond comprehension. But we need to, we, we need to be vigilant. I challenge every one of us, okay? You keep an eye on who comes through that door. We're doing, we're, we're trying, okay? We're doing our best. You keep an eye on it. You see something that doesn't look right, you have my permission to find out or come and get me or get Brother Jeff or somebody else. But you, you don't. Don't look for somebody else to, to be responsible. You see something out of order, you check it. Check it out. You get somebody to go with you, check it out. We're not here to be offensive, but we are here because of the time that we're in. And we're, not, you know, I know a few of you, a few of you got some, of Remington with you. <laughs> Jesus, I believe, will protect us. I believe that. And I am looking, I am looking up. I'm not looking down. I'm looking up. And I am very thankful for your faithfulness. And I'm thankful that you are a believer. We know what's going on out there. We're not buying into all that stuff. No way, no way, no way. Would you lift your heart to the Lord? Brother Kelly, will you pray and dismiss us, please?